Hello, and welcome back to our special series of live discussions we're hosting here at KBIA each day at this time and this place. Thank you for joining us today. During this time of crisis, we are opening up the airwaves to community, connection, and conversation. That's what's going on here, and we're glad that you are here. Today, we're talking about community efforts to bring resources to those who need them most right now. Are you part of a nonprofit or faith group or community effort that can help out during this crisis? How are you finding ways to help out? Let us know. And maybe you're someone who could use some help. Let us know what you're missing most from regular life and how you're trying to fill in those gaps now. What are you doing for yourself and what are you doing to help those around you? Our guest today is John Baker, the executive director of the Community Foundation of Central Missouri, and he was a longtime pastor at First Baptist Church in Columbia. Many of you know him. John Baker is one of the people spearheading a, an, uh, an effort called Como Helps. It's at comohelps.org. It's a new collaborative that's helping manage donations and volunteer efforts related to the COVID-19 crisis in Columbia. You also, again, as usual, can join this conversation. Let us know what you're doing, 573-882-9136. Meanwhile, John Baker, thank you so much for joining us today. Janet, my pleasure to be with you. Can you hear me okay on these days of remote working? <laughs> yes, welcome to remote working, and we can hear you loud and clear. Thank you for your patience while we got you on the line. Um, my pleasure. So, Dr. Baker, can you let us know... Um, what are you seeing out there? You've really been for a long time on the front lines of help. We want to know about comohelps.org as well. But generally, what are you seeing when it comes to groups and the community response and people coming together today? Well, I see that Columbia, Missouri and Central Missouri is doing a great job coming together. We seem to be, as a community, very responsive uh, to listen to our community leaders, to do what we can to engage in social distancing, to work remotely. Uh, to have our local congregations as expensive to them in many ways as it is to mm. cancel their in-person services and do things remotely. I think all these things are working together for good here in central Missouri and helping us keep our infection rate uh, as low as it can be at this particular time. You know, one of the great things to happen would be if in a couple of weeks or months we look back and say, was that all it is? We did all of this for this. And if that's what we feel, we have been successful indeed. Mm. Yes, that would be a great thing to be able to look back and say. Um, John Baker, I'm looking forward to continuing the conversation with you. We do have a couple of callers. Let's go ahead and but bring I in a caller. Um, Rose Christie, you're calling and you're on the line. What are you seeing and, and feeling when it comes to community response right now? Uh, this is Rose Christie's husband, Jim. Oh. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Hi, Jim. Welcome to the discussion. Okay, here's the gig. Uh, I live in Jeff, and what I've done, and I've done it for the last year, is just pick a school, private, public, whatever, get in touch with them, find out what they need, especially grammar schools, early learning, and bring in what they need. It could be anything from, surprisingly, underwear for uh, young kids, to, uh, snacks, goodies, things like that, and just donate to a school. We've got uh, checks coming in from the government now. Uh, don't need all of it. Go find a school and give them something. All right. That's all I got to say. 
Jim, Rose Christie's husband, thank you very much for bringing that in. Um, John Baker, what do you think of that? Whatever you have, it's funny, I heard um, someone on NPR, Andrew Wang, who was uh, running for the Democratic nomination for president, saying the same thing. Um, you, you can probably afford to give something. Now's a good time to give it. What do you think? Oh, I certainly agree with that. Um, what we're trying to do, and this gives me a little segue to this, what we're trying to do at this particular point is to try to make the public aware of some centralized options where yes. there are people who are trained in emergency response, who are mm -hmm. trained to identify what are the top community needs and to direct our first resources in those directions. You know, it's natural for us as people to want to think about our favorite projects or those things that are of most interest to us personally. And we might not have our antennas out for what are those more broad-based, community-based, true community needs that ought to really take that top priority. Okay. And so what we're trying to do here is to focus folks' attention to a centralized resource that's called comohelps.org. Okay. It's a centralized website that is very simple. And it's not full, and there are weaknesses to it. We know this because we are putting this together a little bit as the bus is rolling down the road. Yes. But it has two main categories of information, and one is called Get Help, so that if people have a specialized need, they can go to that location and uh, follow the links there to get help. And this would be information about how to access the 211 system, um, to see what the city of Columbia has on their resource page. And I'm speaking here, you know, to the main Columbia audience here today. But to see the city of Columbia's resource page. And also, if you're a nonprofit organization that is being impacted by your providing services to larger numbers of people and doing more extensive work in light of this pandemic, you can reach out to either the United Way or to the Community Foundation for help with your nonprofit. And so there's a link on how to get help that way. Yes. So that's how to get help. And I think that's a helpful thing to know. Okay, that's great. Then, yes. Yeah. So mm -hmm. comohelps.org, we're talking with uh, Dr. John Baker with the Community Foundation about comohelps.org. And we're wanting to hear from you, listeners and others, on how you are seeing our community respond to the crisis. What's your volunteer organization? What's your family? What's your faith group doing to respond? Um, Dr. Baker is talking about uh, centralizing our resources. We're talking about ways that you can respond. You know that Como Helps org does have other resources listed front and center, which is helpful. Um, there's the United Way. You can call 211, I believe, and the United Way of Missouri is there to help. You can also go to um, the city's website, como.gov slash coronavirus, where there's a, a get help section. Um, comohelps.org is another one. We want to hear others from you. You can join our conversation. Um, Dr. Baker, let's take another call from another pastor. Kevin Larson is a pastor in town and is calling in. Um, we're interested in how faith groups are responding. Um, pastor Larson, how are you doing and what are you seeing out there? I'm doing great, Janet. Thanks for reaching out. Um, I'm seeing a lot of encouraging things. I mean, I'm seeing um, definitely Christians and all sorts of people um, trying to look beyond themselves and trying to um, help those around and their neighbors, their friends, their coworkers. Certainly, I'm. I'm. I mean, this is a um, a trying time, but um, trials bring out what we're truly about. And I'm seeing some encouraging stuff among the churches in town for sure. 
Okay. Um, Kevin Larson and also John Baker, you're both on the line. Um, it's, it's a, you know, John Baker, you might be able to talk to this, that it's, you know, church is full of people who love getting together. It's all about getting together. And I should say not only church, but synagogue, mosque, um, interfaith groups. It's about that connection. Um, and a big part of that connection is reaching out and helping others in times of need. Churches, synagogues, mosques, faith groups are geared toward doing this. What's the challenge of doing this, uh, John Baker and Kevin Larson? You can jump in with this as well, um, right now in this time of isolation. Well, some of the difficulties are how we provide the need. So churches, you know, we are not necessarily uh, trained disaster relief organizations, although our denominations or our support groups may have that specialty. So whatever it is that we do, we want to make sure that we are practicing good uh, procedures, you know, for hygiene, for precautions, both for the person receiving help as far and the person who's giving help. Yes. Uh, that's certainly number one. Uh, number two is there may be a digital way for you to provide some of the services that you're providing as well, instead of having to do some of that, you know, up close front touch stuff that churches are so famous for doing, you know, that interpersonal near close relationship. Uh, worship services have been turned online, which is great. Bible studies also. I know of one church today whose pastor is having Zoom meetings with her congregation, and perhaps someone from that church might call in in a moment or two uh, to let us know how they're doing that and what the impacts are for those kind of activities. Okay, and so, yeah, yeah, great. Kevin Larson, how, what is, is your church um, doing Zoom meetings, or how are you all staying connected and staying in touch and also help reaching out during this time? Yeah, you know, I've been trying to reflect on what's going on with the online gatherings and everything now, and, and I've just noticed that some people are kind of looking at people that have already done online church, and they're saying, hey, this is why you don't do this, because now that's all people have, and they don't have relationships. And then I've had people, you know, we all like to think we're kind of in the middle, but then I've had people that I think are maybe on the right of us that are saying, well, that's not real church online, <laughs> You know, but I'm looking through the screen, through Zoom meetings, through live streams. Um, I'm seeing people that I know and love that I have deep relationships with, and mm -hmm. it's um, been a massive blessing. And then we're all just kind of looking forward to that day um, whenever the, the, the bands and everything are lifted and we can all come together again. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we've been doing all sorts of different creative ways. But, you know, I just feel like for our congregation, we were prepared for it. We have really tight connections, and it just it doesn't even really feel that strange to be looking across the screen. I mean, I want to hug people, but it's also been a, just a, a cool, encouraging thing as well. Okay. Pastor Kevin Larson, thanks so much for joining us today. Call us again. Oh, yeah. Thank you. We have uh, a, some callers lined up wanting to share with us, uh, John Baker. So let's, let's go to um, Sue Reagan. Uh, Sue, you're on the line. Thanks for calling in to us today. How are things going for you? Hi, things are going great. I am a retired nurse and in lockdown in my house and felt the need to help. So a bunch of quilters online organized, and we've been busy making masks in mass quantities. And uh, we heard on the news two nights ago the university said they did not need handmade masks. However, I put a blog on Facebook to my nurses and doctors I used to work with who said, absolutely, we need masks of any kind. We can put them over the N95s and reuse those to keep the splatter of uh, 
fluids off, and so we would just like this cleared up. Do they want them? Don't they want them? Because we're sitting here at home making tons of masks. Okay. Well, thank you for what you're doing, Sue. And you raise a really interesting question. Um, It's nice to be able to do something. I think people are wanting to gather around and do something that's really helpful. Everyone knows that masks are desperate need. Um, But it sounds like uh, the hospitals want to go with regulation masks, uh, but some of the hospital personnel might be okay with whatever they can get um, and having them anyway. So thanks for bringing that up, that distinction. And we should maybe um, make this a forum where we can kind of figure out that the answer to that question. Um, And Sue and others who are in the nursing communities and provider communities, just a shout out to let you know that tomorrow we are going to be talking about working as providers, working on the front lines. Um, So please come back and join us tomorrow at noon for that discussion. Thank you so much, Sue, for the call. Thank you, and stay safe. Thanks. You stay safe. Um, Let's go to uh, Frankie Hawkins. Uh, Thanks for calling in, Frankie. How are you doing? Hey. um, I just wanted to let folks know about a project that um, some friends and I started. We are um, doing grocery and supply drop-off to folks' um, front doors. Okay. So if you're somebody who um, is high risk or is sick or needs um, a limited amount of financial assistance right now to get groceries and supplies, um, we have a Facebook group called Como Mutual Aid. Um, we have two different forms on there, one where you can request support um, and then one if you are somebody who wants to volunteer and help bring um, resources to folks. And then we also have a GoFundMe as well where we're trying to raise some money so we can help cover, you know, costs um, while people are out of work and everything um, persists. So Great. Frankie, thank you so much for sharing this resource with us. Um, If you have just a second, let me make sure we've got this right. It's Como Mutual Aid, the Facebook group that you're talking about. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And if you need help or if you're able to volunteer, uh, that's where you can go. Yes? Yes. How are you? How are you finding that it's going right now, Frankie? What are you seeing as far as um, you're connecting with people on the front lines through this? Uh, what needs are you seeing, and what needs are, do you have as far as meeting those needs yourself? Yeah, um, we're seeing just a lot of different grocery lists. Um, one thing okay. that is great about it um, is we are connecting volunteers, you know, directly with folks who need it. Um, but we're also trying to be safe so that there's limited interaction between those folks. So they're not doing, you know, face to face. It's mostly just drop off at the front door um, and let them know. But we're seeing that and we're also seeing a great need for um, like rent assistance or um, if you're in Boone County, help with um, your electric bill and utility bill. So I would love to see a moratorium on rent right now, um, as well as, uh, I don't know, I know Columbia City has done no shutoffs, but I'd like to see other utilities follow that as well so that folks don't have to worry about those things right now. Frankie, thank you so much for calling in and letting us know what you're seeing and what you're doing about it. We really appreciate what you're doing, and thanks for sharing. Okay, um, that was Frankie Hawkins talking about uh, Facebook group Como Mutual Aid. Um, we have another call from Michael McIntyre. We also have John Baker on the line with us. Um, if you have a question for Pastor Baker, um, or want to share something that you're doing out in the community or something that you're seeing that needs to be done out in the community, you are welcome to join us. Uh, Michael, thank you for calling in. What are you seeing out there? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been very encouraged, um, not only by our community and the connectedness through, um, as Pastor Baker mentioned, um, Dr. Baker, the, the 
Zoom calls and connections and small groups continuing to form and creating and people checking in on each other by phone and text and all of the different ways we have to to stay connected that way. Um, but also have been very encouraged by some of the the larger networks and groups that uh, we are connected with of churches in our city for um, actions like For Columbia, which is a large gathering day of service that has around 50-plus churches that come together, a little over 2,000 volunteers the last few years. <clears throat> it was set to go for April 25th. I'm part of that executive team that helps kind of coordinate that and have been watching them as we try to understand what needs to happen for that that event and then now changing our perspective of kind of looking to put that on hold and then how can we mobilize this network of churches and volunteers that we have when it's needed to respond appropriately to uh, what's going on in our community and, and we're building ideas. So I'm very grateful for Dr. Baker's um, for Como Helps and the the resource to be able to look at where the need is and to help us formulate how to best respond to that. I'm also really proud of Room at the Inn, which is the cold weather shelter, um, getting involved with the um, community emergency shelter that is going to be opening to respond to those in our community that really don't have a place to shelter in place. And yes. I'm trying to respond to that need. And that is okay. a very difficult call at this point, but good to see our, our churches responding to those very critical needs. That is a difficult one. It's easy to uh, forget, as we're all a little stressed out, sheltering in place, that there are many people that don't have the luxury to shelter in place or to self-isolate even. As difficult as it may be, it is somewhat of a luxury right now for us to be able to stay in and stay well. What are you seeing, Pastor McIntyre and uh, Dr. Baker? You also may have some insights into this with people who are homeless, also people who are losing their jobs. Some people need really basic things right now, money and uh, shelter. Right. This is a good time for me to mention this. Uh, City, county, has recognized homelessness as an urgent need. And one of our first main distributions from our common funds is going to be to help in that regard and that decision will be made relatively soon. Um, I can't say anything more about it at this time, but I just do want the hearers to know today that this is a primary issue and it is one that city county is aware of and they are working on that. I also want to just clarify briefly Um, that although you're mentioning my name a good bit about this cooperative, effort that's going on. I'm just one member of three main groups that have come together, and that is the city county and the uh, emergency operations plan, the Heart of Missouri United Way, and the community foundation. So we're working on this uh, kind of together here. Good to know. This is a city county uh, group, nonprofits, United Way, uh, people who are accustomed to responding to these things coming together. Uh, Pastor McIntyre, thank you so much for your insights and for calling in. Please join us again. Yes, thank you. Uh, Again, this is our special live forum that we're doing each weekday at noon for community and conversation over the airwaves. You can join us if you have tried to call and have not been able to get through. uh, Try again. We have a line or two open at the moment. You might have to hold. We have a few calls coming in at the moment. But if you are willing to wait, you can listen to the show while you're waiting. And we will try to get to all of the callers. Again, be patient if you call and you have to be on hold. We will get to you eventually. Um, But you can join us. We're talking to 
Pastor John Baker with the Community Foundation about Como Helps, a collaboration of organizations that are coming together. We also have on the line uh, someone from uh, the city, Steve Hollis, who uh, would like to join us. Steve, how are you doing and what are you wanting to share with us today? I'm okay. I'm a little tuckered out. Um, yeah. I'm here at uh, City County Public Health and Human Services and mm -hmm. uh, John gave us a heads up and I thought I would call in. I, I think I can give a uh, if it'd be helpful, I can give an overview of how all this works uh, at a community level and then um, answer any questions. Yes, that would be great. Tell us what you're seeing, what you're doing briefly, and what you are hoping that the community can get involved with and what they should know. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, I'll give a quick overview. So how all this works is we have an emergency operations plan uh, for Boone County. We're a pretty active county in that regard. And uh, we have functions in that plan. One of those functions is mass care and human services. Um, and, and for each function in the plan, there's a designated lead. Usually that's a governmental entity. In this case, it's myself. And uh, the Boone County Community Services Department is designated as our helper in that regard. And our job is to coordinate the mass care and human services response uh, in disasters. Um, and then uh, back, to, back to Como Helps, um, there's also a function called resources, and that includes volunteer and donations management. Um, so that is assigned to the city's Office of Neighborhood Services, Lee Kotwitz. Um, so Lee and I uh, worked with um, John at the Community Foundation and Andrew at the United Way to ramp up our, um, our donations, and that's donations of money um, through the United Way or the Community Foundation or donations of time uh, through volunteerism. Uh, just want to point out we do have a, a volunteer uh, website uh, that's linked from comohelps.org, and it's also linked from the city's COVID uh, page or coronavirus page. Mm -hmm. um, folks can see volunteer opportunities there and also sign up. Um, and then on the mass care and human services side, uh, we basically, you know, try to work on things like basic needs, food, shelter. Uh, Mike Trapp and I have been working day and night on trying to establish a shelter for unsheltered folks uh, because our, our friends at Room at the Inn had closed for the season. That's our winter emergency shelter um, that's funded by the city um, and uh, others and uh, run by our faith-based partners. So we're left with about 90 unsheltered folks. Um, we uh, have started a shelter and uh, we're working on feeding, but we're also working on a huge number of other things like community feeding, uh, things like that. Um, the best place to, to get that information, and this is linked off comohelps.org or the city's main coronavirus page, and that's our get help page uh, that John alluded to. Um, and uh, we're, we're, needless to say, we're really busy on the public health side, but we're also extremely busy on the um, human services side as well. Okay, Steve Hollis, thank you so much for outlining what the city county efforts are doing, how you're connecting in. Are you finding that a lot of the, there's a lot of work going on. Do you feel like it is fairly well streamlined through your page and through comohelps.org? Those are good central places that people can go to get help and also to volunteer. I think that that part is really key. And, and I want to thank uh, John and Andrew for uh, getting comohelps.org uh, going. You know, it's hard. I've done this for 25 years. I've been in a lot of, a lot of disasters and 
uh, John alluded to this, and everybody wants to help, and it's always with the best of intentions. But what, what we see is sometimes it's not the help we actually need. Um, and so um, by giving to this effort um, or to your favorite nonprofit, um, you're really helping us direct the resources to where they're needed most. Um, some folks um, may have heard I, I helped respond to uh, Katrina. Um, we had mountains of clothes donated and, that weren't needed. Um, I, and, and forgive me, I'm a little tired and worn out and stressed out, but honestly, the best thing folks can do in disasters is give money, and then that money will be prioritized um, to uh, the places uh, in need. That's particularly true in whom, here in Boone County where we're really organized in this regard. Um, if you can't give money, uh, give your time. And if you can't do that, um, one of the things that's most important is look out for your neighbors and your friends. And, sure. and that's a little challenging in this case, but everybody can do something. And, and, and that can include looking to see if there's, it looks like your neighbor's not been out of the house, or in this case, just some sign that, that something might be up. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, everybody can do something. Steve, thank you so much for that reminder. Thanks for letting us know also that money is needed. I think that makes a lot of sense. People are losing jobs suddenly right now. We're going to continue these conversations. We want to know your experiences. We want to know how you can help. Steve, thank you again, and please uh, take care of yourself. Thank you. We appreciate the time. Okay. Thanks, Steve. Uh, okay. John Baker, do you have anything? Let me just say we have a couple of uh, calls that we are going could to I, take. Could, could I just segue off of what Steve said? before? Yes. We take yes. Call? I just want to invite um, callers. If we only have a little bit of time, but we can get your yes. call in if you call now. It, But yes, John Baker, please it respond to that. It would be absolutely horrible if we got through with this uh, segment and I did not segue into this next movement. Um, on yes. ComoHelps.org, we also have a second main category, which is give help. Okay. And I just want to draw everyone's attention to that. It's very simple. You can go to the Give Help section on comohelps.org, and you will see three links. One is for the United Way, one's for the Community Foundation, and one is for volunteering. The United Way and the Community Foundation are the main donation managers for the emergency operations plan being fulfilled. And we encourage local people to make donations to these two funds that are designated solely for COVID-19 relief, either through the United Way or through the Community Foundation. The reason why we have two options is because the United Way is the uh, main one who's going to be serving the health and human services-related nonprofit community. The Community Foundation's COVID-19 Regional Relief Fund is going to be providing revenue for everything else, okay. including uh, the hardline purchases by city, county for things that are needed. So, um, they have two different lanes, sort of, but some mm. of the items are soft and might appeal to both lanes. Uh, okay. But people's donations are necessary at this time. Okay. Thank you, uh, Dr. Baker, so much uh, for being here and for outlining that. We have time, I think, to take one last call. Uh, Patricia, you are on the yeah. line. What would you like to share yeah. with us? Yes, I would just like to share that those early, earlier ladies who were on and they didn't, they said someone didn't need the mask from the hospital Please send those to Governor Cuomo in New York. He needs the mask. He actually will pay for the mask. And uh, I'm not sure of the address or whatever it is, but they could go to the governor of New York's website and get in touch with where they can give those masks to. And okay. also, I want to and also I want to say that Joanne's Fabrics, I checked even in Columbia, Missouri here, they are they have the masks uh, cut out 
and they have them uh, the elastic and everything ready to go. You can go over there and pick up the, the materials and sew them at home, take them back to Joanne's, and they will deliver the mask, uh, whoever needs them. So okay. that is available also for us home lady sewers so we can get to work and help. All right. Thank you, Patricia, so much for letting us know about that, and thanks for calling. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Thanks, callers, for calling us. Uh, this show is produced by Christopher Hustad with KBIA News Director Ryan Famuliner and with a little help not only from Ranger Famuliner today, but from Zia Kelly and Madison Conti, our uh, producers. Thanks also to KBIA Program Director Kyle Felling and Chief Engineer Mark Johnson. KBIA's health reporting is produced by Sebastian Martinez Valdivia and Rebecca Smith with Digital Director Nathan Lawrence. You can check out KBIA's live blog with regular updates on the COVID-19 crisis as it unfolds here in our community. That's at kbia.org. If you did not get to call in to this live discussion today, we'll be back here tomorrow. You can also, though, call our voicemail. Let us know how you're doing and what your experience is. You might be also listening to a rebroadcast of this discussion. Call the voice na- voicemail. That number is 877-532-0971. Again, that's 877-532-0971. You can also find it at kbia.org. And again, for more community and conversation over the airwaves, meet us back here tomorrow at noon, same time, same place. I'm Janet Saidi. Stay well and stay in touch.